Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Jake, I'm a big fan of video games too. You know what game I really like? I'm not sure what game are you talking about. Uh, FTL, F- Faster Than Light. I played that game recently. Did you? I, I did for the first uh, time. What a coincidence! It's just crazy. So <laughs> it's almost like that's the concept for this show. We oh, it's like almost like we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on this episode of Hey Like This Game, we're talking that uh, I'm talking about FTL, Faster Than Light. Mm-hmm. A little synopsis about the game. It is a uh, roguelike space adventure. Roguelike in that it's procedurally generated. Each uh, each playthrough is going to be different. It's going to be very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, playthrough of the game will last, I guess, anywhere between like one to two hours. Oh, about less than that. Less than, I, I, well, I maybe mean, if you lose as fast I mean, as you do. It, it, <laughs> that is true. It varies. But like this, that's like the nature of a roguelike, right? For for people don't, that don't know what roguelikes are, it's basically a run-based game, like Jake was saying. Uh, random elements, usually the map's totally different. The characters you play are totally different. Your power-ups are, are different. Um, different in the sense that it's a grab bag of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like it does. you never know what you're going to get from encounter to encounter, um, but it's always kind of playing within the same rules. So once you understand the rules of the game, you can kind of figure out how to to play within this, these random elements. Right. Um, their roguelikes got, have gotten really big over the past couple of years. Binding um, of Isaacs, another, I, I guess, probably the most famous one. I would say, like, one of them up there. I mean, like, roguelikes have been around for, around for a very oh, long yeah, time, yeah. Um, but they've, with the with the indie game scene getting so much bigger, uh, right. people have been getting into that. Like, Enter, Enter the Gungeons, one that came out recently, Nuclear Thrones, another one, um, uh, what's another roguelike, uh, Rogue Legacy, which I've played a ton of, like, that was my first foray into roguelikes. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to dive into something that's, like, uh, way more roguelike, or I guess just a different type of roguelike than I'm used to, because Rogue Legacy, the one game I put a lot of hours into before this, was roguelike in the sense that, like, the dungeon changes, and there's different power-ups and stuff, depending on, like, the, the dungeon layout you get, but there's a lot of customization right from the get-go, like armor pieces and weapons and different stuff like that. And it's like an action-oriented game. Mm-hmm. But this one's a little bit more methodical. Would, more, would you it's agree? A strat- it's a strategy game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the basic premise is you are uh, a ship for the, I guess, Federation mm-hmm. uh, that you have to get to the end of the 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 stage which is like i think eight different yeah it's like eight eight like eight different worlds like eight different like slices of space like eight galaxies right travel across so you have to get to you have to like travel at the end and i don't even i don't even know exactly what you're doing you're like trying to like carry like a message message. yeah you're trying to get a message to to like your federation right like leaders or something and along the way you know you're running into rebels pirates like slave traders whatnot so um you can start with how many different ships are there? I think in the advanced saying, edition, there's, there's like, like about 30 ships yeah, that can be unlocked. There's like probably, let's say, just throwing a number out there, we should have this stuff. But we like, should have. <laughs> but like, I want to say 30. Yeah, it's, I don't know if there's like 30 base ships. Like, let's, like, I'm, I was thinking more like 16, but within each of those 16 base ships, they have between three to four different layouts that kind of change a little right. bit of what that right. ship can well, do. Well, you were playing vanilla, or were you playing... No, I did advance. advance. I did okay. advance, yeah. 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 Um, but, so so basically, the, the, the way the game works is you pick your ship out, which has different crew members, which are made up of various aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, different weapon systems are, are uh, better or worse, depending on the ship you play. So, like, one ship might be really good at weapons. Another one might be really good at invading other ships. Right. Another one might have droids that attack for you, so you don't have to really worry about that. So, you pick your ship. You enter the first galaxy. There, When you look at the, the world map, there's multiple nodes on there. Um, you can tr- only travel to the ones that are connected by a dotted line, but you're mm-hmm. trying to get to the exit. 
Once you get to that exit, you warp to the next uh, galaxy, and then it starts kind of all over again. Yeah. Um, going from node to node, making your way towards the exit, there's a bunch of different types of encounters. Like there's, uh, like Jake was saying, you could run into a slavers or into other like hostile alien ships, or you might run into something that's like, um, you found the wreckage of a ship. What do you do? Do you go try to salvage it? Do you blow it up with missiles? Or do you move past it? Yeah. Depending on your choice from that like text breakdown, because that's how the story the story and your yep. choices it's are. Text-based. It's all text-based. Um, depending on your choice, different scenarios will play out. So if you, in this scenario, if you decide to blow up the ship, maybe that alerts pirates, and then you have an, uh, an, enga- an encounter. Right. Or if you go to salvage a ship, maybe you'll just get you know the salvage points or money or the scrap yeah scrap yeah um or you'll get fuel for your ship you know all these things that kind of play into your run and like building your ship mm-hmm. um so like the whole point of the game is get to the end of the like universe by these different galaxy points mm-hmm. and build up a ship that is sturdy enough to make it through this final yeah. boss which is very hopefully difficult. strong enough to beat the final boss because that's really tough and we will talk about the final boss i'm sure at <laughs> length yeah yeah but yeah it's it's all about kind of the journey and since it's random and since mm-hmm. um there's a lot of interesting little wrinkles that can happen from right. from not even galaxy to galaxy, but jump to jump on within that galaxy between node to node there's so many different things that can happen and i think that getting in my favorite part of this game i'm just gonna jump right into that is the emergent storytelling that that happens between those between your jumps and like making your way to the end of the galaxy like yeah it's my favorite part it's my favorite part of this game (laughs) because like so i got really into um like renaming characters, renaming my ship, and right. like playing out different scenarios um, that I thought were cool. This is like very much a space game. It it, it harkens to me something like a Star Trek, you know, like mm-hmm. very very much. You need to man your posts within your ship because between in engagements, uh, the way things work is you see your ship, you see the enemy ship. When you're looking at your ship, you see the inside of it from a top down perspective. So you can see your crew members within the ship manning their different stations. You got a guy who's a pilot. There's a gunner. There's a guy in the engine room. There's somebody right. manning shields. the shields or the med bay or like various different doors. Yeah, various uh, different systems. Surveillance with, system. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of different systems, and like each ship has its own starting systems, and you can like along the way by coming across stores also purchase different systems. But right. Yeah, basically onto your point. Right. Right. So like you you see your crew members in there. And there's, um, it's just an interesting thing of seeing those characters within your ship. And as you play through the game, they get better at stuff. So if you mm-hmm. designate a guy as a pilot, they're only going to get better as a pilot, which increases your invasion or your evasion. But I think it's cool how things progress through these random elements. So like, here's a, here's a really good, um, run that I vividly remember that really kind of um, got me into the game. So started off with three human people, base, you know, base stats, base everything. Um, he, like, it's three different people, your pilot, a gunner, and a guy working in the engine room. Very first jump to a node, we got invaded. Every... <laughs> Everybody died except for my pilot. Like, barely made it out. Like, it was, like, a terrible scrap. But I was like, I'm not restarting this run. When I first started playing the game, I was like, I refuse to, to, to restart this run. Because uh-huh. um, it's tempting. Because it is. Yeah, because you can just quickly restart and say, you know, website clean. Let's do it all again. It's always random, so, like, fuck it. Right. Um, but I was like, I'm going to keep going with this. Through, you know, the random events of the game, I was able to make it through every encounter because I found a really good weapon on like my second jump. So I had like really good weapon systems. And since I had a guy only being the pilot all the time, yeah, my evasion went up super duper high. So I was able to dodge and maneuver 
out of the way of enemy ships. Right. So right. like, and I had good weapons too that would fire automatically. So I was like taking down guys like it was no one's business. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it through. I think four galaxies, maybe five galaxies. Um, with that, and um, through a certain course of events, the very first node that I could travel to in this like fourth or fifth galaxy was a shop, and in that shop you can purchase you know weapons or different um, different systems or upgrades to your ship. You know all additional this crew member. Yeah, what's what's available at a shop is entirely random. Random as too. Well. Right, right. So I bought a new crew member. So I bought a new guy. I was like, I I'm at the point now where like it's getting a little bit harder. I need somebody else <laughs> right. to man those systems. Very next jump. I get invaded again <laughs> and got wiped out, wiped clean. So, like, as I'm playing it, I'm making up the story as I go along. Like, I'm following this lone pilot trying to get the message to the Federation, <laughs> you know? Like, he's, he's a one-man army, but he, he has such an important message to get to the Federation leaders or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was, like, really fun to, like, play that in my head and then when I got this other crew member on and we instantly failed, I was like, so the story of this run is this solo guy trying to be the hero. Don't trust Don't anyone. trust anybody. <laughs> like, as soon as he bought somebody you else. He probably got a spy. That's how exa- they knew to, how to invade your ship. Exactly. And I was like, this is a, that's fun, you know? And, like, when I'm playing the game, I try to build story like that. Like, something mm-hmm. to keep me engaged in this outside of the, the fun actual gaming systems. So I did a ton of that. Like, I... I renamed my ship for a while, um, the Bebop from Cowboy Bebop, and I had Spike and Jet as like two of my guys. Mm-hmm. And then I made up this weird scenario where somehow Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Drake became <laughs> a space person. Ooh, like he got yeah. he got jumped into the future into space, and now Nate Drake is hanging out with the original crew of the Bebop. You should write fan fictions. It was great. It, like, <laughs> it was actually like a really fun way to do it because it's like, okay, so clearly like uh, Jet is like our pilot or Spike, depending on the situation. Like they're they're manning uh, that or the engines. And then Nate's like, well, the only thing I really know how to do is kill people. So obviously he's the gunner. Which he does very well. Exactly. <laughs> and like, he's the gunner. And then whenever we got invaded, I had Spike be the first one to attack people because mm-hmm. he knows Jeet Kune Do. He has the best fighting skills out of anybody. So like I made them, assigned them these roles and yeah. like played them out the way that I thought they would, the way I thought those characters would. Yeah. Um, so I had a, a really good time doing that part of it. Um, and it works like it, like I had a great time doing that like a really good time doing that I think it's really funny that one of your favorite parts was like the narrative that you can make out of it because mm-hmm. until I had started playing this game again for the fifth sake of the podcast I hadn't heard the music at all yeah. because the way I started playing the game I would basically just like just mute it like listen to like music or like a podcast or even like throw on a YouTube video or something like I'd and I would I'd never rename my my crew members. Did you read the text? Ship. I didn't re- I didn't at first read the text, but then I would start to because like the same instant like the same like sort of um scenarios will come up, mm-hmm. and then like something like oh there's a like invasion like uh, uh and like a ship hails you and says we're being attacked by spider aliens. It's like mm-hmm. what do you want to do here? And then from there, you kind of like realize like if you try to help them, there's a good chance that one of your crew members is going to die. So it's not worth the risk. Right. So like I started reading it just for the sake of being better at being able to play the game. Yeah, but familiarizing yourself with the the rant, like the scenarios that will come up often just because it is a video game. Like there's right. not endless possibilities. Yeah. And pretty much like everything I like about this game is almost entirely gameplay based. I like the story does nothing for me. I had to like, read the opening text to, like, realize what I was actually doing, again, for the first time yeah. ever, like, recently, because I started playing this game, and I have, I, I mean, I played this game a lot, I think, like, three or so years ago, like, yeah. when the Advanced Edition came out, I played, I think I had, like, 60 hours or so on it on Shit. Steam. yeah. Not all that, like, active, of course, but, right. like, I've, I've played this game a lot, and just how little I cared about the story. Yeah, like... And, like, that really didn't hit me until you talked about how much you liked it. I'm like, maybe I should pay attention to it so we have something to talk about. Yeah, like, that's, like, I'm starting to realize, like, over the course of the past couple of years that, like, I'm always engaged on story. Like, story mm-hmm. is always, like, the, the thing I instantly hone in on. 
and this game has a very much a lack of a story like there's really just like you were you were saying like you don't have to even look at the story to to get anything out of it and typically roguelikes just because of their nature of being random and every run is totally right. different yeah. they usually don't have stories but with this one like i really i thought that it came up very organically for me mm-hmm. you know like situations like i'd play out stuff even in the middle of a, a an engagement with like a, let's say a pirate ship or something and we're working really good as as a crew together i'm moving my players around really well to take care of you know fires that happen on the ship or oh this system got hit we have to go repair it i was getting really good at moving stuff around so like everybody all of a sudden organically without me necessarily assigning them roles unless i'm trying to do like a role play type thing with like you know stupid anime characters Uh, (laughs) but like all these characters develop personalities based on like how i'm just randomly assigning them to stuff and Mm -hmm. then i'll start looking at their stats i'm like oh this guy's getting better at you know fixing stuff oh nah he's mr fix it you know he's that guy (laughs) like he's like the mechanic on the ship so he's Mm -hmm. fucking surly or something like like, you know something like they develop personalities maybe it's just because i guess my imagination does that like no no i I think that makes sense like especially like um the different alien races have different advantages and disadvantages like there's there's like the the bug the bug mm-hmm. aliens that are better at fighting like the big rock ones that have like a higher health pool but move slower the weird the there's, ng which are like just basically like repair everything faster but have a lower health pool so like right or there's guys that like uh, depending on where you put them in the ship it they automatically oh, yeah. gives you powers Zul- towards that uh, thing yeah. Zoltan yeah. yeah those were my favorite the, if yeah. you get like three of those it's like three extra power for your ship which right. is an invaluable resource right right but yeah basically like. Uh, the the different the different characters do eventually kind of come into their own role mostly because of one necessity of where they need to be put like when you put somebody in the the weapons room your weapons will recharge and shoot faster shields shields will rebound faster if you have somebody stationed in the room and your crew members kind of like take on that role as they are stationed in that room for a longer and longer period of time and then their stats go higher and higher. Right, right. Cause they, because they're getting better at doing it. Right. So which, I guess in that way they are characterized. But right, I would never say like, oh, uh, Buttercup from the Powerpuff Girls got uh, yeah. transported forward in time <laughs> yeah. and is now hanging out with yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, so like... <laughs> <laughs> but like that's like that's how I think about these games. I put story in where they're all interchangeable pixel art. I know, There's no I s- distinguishing characteristics from one character to another if I, they're the same race. I, so I completely <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. It do, like you can change like um, skin color and you can, oh, change, you can? <laughs> and you can change sex and you can rename all that. Yeah, I you did do, not know you can do all that stuff. I got I got like super into that and typically like I don't get into like customizing characters at all. But like once I got familiar with the system and that like mm-hmm. it really is kind of a storytelling device, I got really into that aspect of it, you know? And like I still remember my best pilot, that that single pilot that made it to Ooh. like the fifth gadget. Uh, uh, Oni. His name was Oni. Random name that was given to yeah. him. But like he's still at the top of my stat sheet when it comes to like uh, evasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spike was at the like the head of taking down enemy intruders for the longest time because I role played it because I because I, I, right. I made them do that stuff and I had so much fun while playing it and like going back to the different like elements of the story the quote unquote story or like the the encounters that you have mm-hmm. when you move from node to node like it it brings up you know here's what's happening in this thing whether it's right. you're getting attacked by pirates or you know a scavenger ship or whatever before making a decision i always like thought about my characters like how would they react in this situation oh you got real deep in yeah that. i was like all right so like my pilot is really good and maybe i've characterized to him that like he's a really good guy and he doesn't want to fight um, he doesn't want to fight these slavers because he knows there's innocent people on board. So if they don't give you <laughs> an opportunity to like save those people, he's gonna fly away from that because that's not who that guy is. You know, like oh, I man. got really into that portion. No, of you it. Always, like, like so when the slaver pops up, they'll be like, "Hey, want to buy one of our slaves?" And you can like purchase a new crew member. But 
what you do is you attack them, and then when they're about to die, they'll surrender and be like, "Here, we'll just take one of our crew members and don't kill us." See, I can't. I, I, I like when I would play. <laughs> it's a that... hard and fast numbers game for me. <laughs> yeah, see, what's like, the it's... best way to get to the end? <laughs> and maybe that's why I never ended up beating it. Is because yeah. like because I didn't think about the game in those terms. Like I wasn't trying to outplay the game. I was just trying to have fun with it in okay. this like narrative way and like there was runs i put together that like i barely looked at the story i barely did any of that stuff but like my first impression like from the first two nights i was playing the game i got crazy into mm. building that story because like the because segueing into the gameplay the right. gameplay is really engaging oh yeah the gameplay is extremely gameplay. engaging yeah if you want to talk about that yeah so basically um it's uh like i guess i guess like technically like a real-time strategy game like, everything's pretty much on a recharge timer. Like, uh, weapons, shields, both those for your enemy as well. Um, then, like, you have an evasion statistic based on uh, how good your pilot is and how good that stat is, as well as your engine. And uh, so, basically, the how standard combat usually goes is uh, you hit them with, like, a variety of, like, laser weapons to try to, like, hit their shield and then, like, break through it and get to their shield room or, like, weapons room so you can start doing damage to the hull itself. Or you use missiles to, um... Missiles bypass the shield so you can hit the hull directly there. There's actually, like, now I'm, like, I'm thinking about, like, trying to talk, there are so many different legitimate styles of playing the game because there's so many different types of it. Like, they have... You can have, um drones which can either be used offensively or defensively or both for like some ships so you can get like, a bunch of drones set up and they'll shoot down missiles mm-hmm. and like uh, yeah. once you get like if you get like the best defense drone i think they shoot down some lasers too actually um then like you can use some to attack the enemy as well there's you can use in- some that, that just like burst holes in the hall right like- yeah my favorite was um invading enemy ships so you can either like just like wholesale destroy the enemy ship or you can kill all the crew members on it and if you kill the crew of the enemy ship you get more uh loot from it like more scrap which is used to upgrade your own ship and purchase things from the store Mm -hmm. as well as fuel missiles and drone parts which are the other like three kind of assets assets yeah Yeah. so i would there's one ship because each ship is just like vastly different there's one ship that has a teleport room that has four slots in it because it's all tile based and like there can be one character in each tile mm-hmm. and rooms are either two tiles or four tiles mm-hmm. so there's um a ship that has four tile teleport room so you can invade with four people and then it doesn't have any weapons but it does have an invading drone so you can get five characters onto their ship mm-hmm. and once you do that especially if they're the, the like the powerful mantis aliens you can just nine out of ten times it's no problem for you just to sweep through and kill everybody mm-hmm. so that's my favorite way that's like the only time i yeah you're like tony you never beat it no i beat it i think three times three or four times on easy and once on normal all like because, i all because of invading um the the normal one was the invade mm-hmm. the invade strategy I, there's a bit more diversity in the ways i beat it on easy but like yeah i never i was never able to beat it on hard yeah that was it's really that was tough. tough yeah the the thing that stands out to me a lot, gameplay wise, of that, mm-hmm. um, outside of everything else we talked about, there is there's a meta game within this game as well. So there's in an engagement where you're fighting an enemy, you have it's your ship versus their ship, right? So you want to focus on taking down their ship, mm-hmm. firing your weapons, taking down their shields, hitting the ship, and blowing it up. At that same time. You have to focus on moving your crew members on the the innards of your ship around in the most effective way. Right. So to let's, repair damage. To, repairing damage. Let's say somebody hits you with a missile. Right. It blows a hole in your ship. Mm-hmm. You need to send people to that hole because more than likely it's draining your oxygen, which has its own system that you have to worry about, like right. oxygen, keeping people like human beings with <laughs> oxygen to live. You need to keep that system up. Or if there's fires, you need to either send people to that fire to take care of it, or depending on where your ship's layout and where people are, you can open up the hull doors, suck all the oxygen out of that section where the fire's at, Mm -hmm. and quell that fire, Right. close the doors again, and then you'll be fine. Um, There's a lot of interesting little meta things that you're doing within your own ship while 
combat is happening at the same time. So in one engagement, I can be trying to take out a fire, repair my engine system, and be firing three different types of lasers at the enemy all at the same time. And when you first start playing the game, like that sounds like a lot of things going on all at once. Right. You can There's pause, a pause. You can pause it at any time. Which I abuse maliciously. See, I don't. Like I, I, yeah. said, I said at the beginning of my skirmish, and unless something major happens that I can't deal with like super duper quick, I don't pause again. Really? I want it real time. I man. am pausing all the time. No, man. Like With auto fire, I'm like, I know the systems I want to be targeting from the get-go. Yeah. I will bounce around targeting, but I'm doing that actively. Like I'm bouncing mm. targets around actively. Like If I want to hit... A bunch of different systems on the other enemy ship. I'm doing that real time. The only time I pause it, other than the initial engagement, is if I get hit with something, there's a halt, there's a big hole in my hull, and fire is spreading like crazy, and like, okay, pause it. Let's think about this for a second. How's the best okay. way to take care of this little problem? Mm-hmm. Like, the game's all about problem solving. I mean, most video games are. Most games in general are about problem solving. Right. This game takes it to, like, a, a, a really nice level yes. of not just, and I'm going to get into this meta thing again, but, like, not just taking care of your ship, not just fighting your other ship, but at that same time, making sure the systems you need to mm-hmm. have power have power. So a really cool mechanic of the game is you start with an engine or a reactor that has it's a it's a reactor. You start with a reactor that has X amount of like little nodes on it that that resemble like a unit of power. Every system requires different units of power. So the stronger systems get, the more power they require. Right. So if you're trying to power up three different weapons you're going to need a really, really strong weapon system that's also going to require a lot of energy. Yep. You don't... Like, there's an awesome trade-off between, okay, I have all these weapons. Um, do I have enough energy and enough money to upgrade my weapon systems to support these weapons and then have enough money to put the energy into my reactor to make all those weapons operational and then have money left over to go to shops repair hull damage get more fuel right stuff like that there's a lot of juggling currency and managing that right and then juggling systems too like there's yep. there's been numerous times where it's like okay if i shut off my oxygen system for x amount of seconds to get one fire off of this weapon or to get one more drone over there mm-hmm. or to like boost my evasion in my uh engine room or on my pilot if I do that, or if I turn off my med bay and reallocate those those power sources somewhere else, maybe it'll give me the advantage in this skirmish. And then after a skirmish is over, over, you can always wait before you jump to the next system again to kind of reset things. So like, there was numerous times where like I would finish a skirmish, I'd destroy the enemy ship. So objective of that node is over, but. I still have a fire on my ship mm-hmm. or I still have systems that are down. So I can spend that time that I'm not fighting against an enemy to move my guys around the ship. And okay, I need you to repair this up. Oh, take care of this whole damage here. Make sure this is going on. Oh, you need to go heal mm-hmm. up over here. Like doing that little micro stuff. Or right. Like, the gameplay is very deep. Yeah, it, it really is like yes. way deeper than I was expecting. Like I came into this game knowing very, very little about it. And not that I was expecting it to be very simple. I knew it was a roguelike. And not that roguelikes are simplistic in any way. But, like, I've never been, like, hardcore into a roguelike. This was very interesting. Like, yeah. very gripping gameplay. Like, um, what probably viewers or, or listeners of the show don't know is that, like, I'm a fucking huge Heroes of the Storm fan. Like, <laughs> biggest Heroes of the Storm fan ever. Um, yes. Like, the games that I love... I get mm-hmm. super into, and they, they take over for a while. I make detours here or there to play other games, but like when I get into a game, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, this game engaged me enough to pull me away from HOTS for a solid month, which is really? like crazy. Like, Not that I didn't play HOTS for a month. Like, that's, right, that's ludicrous. That'd be crazy. That's talk. ludicrous. <laughs> but like on nights where I would normally spend you know an hour or two playing HOTS, I was like, no, no, but... Play FTL. FTL. Because yeah, this game, and it, and it's not even because we were doing this show. It's because like they, this is a fun game. Like, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, like I I do I like this game. I hey. do. Hey. Hey, I still like this game. Yeah, it's um <laughs> what, what else about this game that, that we should What was talk your about? what was your favorite like play style? So my favorite play style was with drones. Yeah. I really like doing drone style because um, even when you had lackluster drones, like the level one attack drones, you could still be very, very effective mm-hmm. because they're relentless. Unless something's yes. targeting your drone system yes. or an errant missile hits it to take it out, they're constantly on that. So you get a drone and you get a laser or a flak cannon or something like that, just another weapon to follow up with. And hit the shields. Yeah, so like as long as you keep those two systems up, you don't even necessarily have to man somebody there. Just keep mm-hmm. them up. You have a relentless attack there, and then I can worry about what's happening on my ship. I can worry about if invaders come, I can quell that threat instantly and not right. worry about letting go of my aggression. Um, and I found that when I played a drone style... I was able to purchase more things mm-hmm. um, because early game I was able to go through battles so much more easy. Uh, so I could buy a weapon like that's way above my power level at the time. But it's like I like this weapon. Like it's gonna be like really good for me late game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy this now and I'm gonna work towards making that system operational right. so I can use right. it for late game. But I still am as as effective for let's say the first three galaxies. Because of this, just the way, the play style that works there. But, like, I also really liked um, the f- first standard ship that you got, where you had missiles and you had lasers. Yeah. Like... I mean, which is, I think, like, the standard kind of gameplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the one thing, the one play style I didn't like, because I tried them all out once or twice. Yep. Um, like, anything that was, like, more missile-based... Yeah. I didn't like so much, um... Anything that's, like, overly ion cannon, so, like, ion cannons would disable shields or disable other systems. It does no damage, but if, let's say, I hit your weapon systems, your weapon systems are stunned for X amount of seconds. So, if you keep hammering those things, they can never hit you. Right. Another reason why I really like the drone gameplay is that, like, they give you an ion cannon from the start. Mm -hmm. So, I can constantly hit their different systems and knocking them down droid is constantly hitting them as well right right so i can move around my target and it's constantly hitting different systems making them like making the enemy uh pilots or enemy characters run around trying to fix stuff and then i can just again focus on what's happening on my ship Uh, i know you really liked invasion i fucking hated it it. it's because you don't pause enough you see it's so about pausing and it uh the other like Heart the invasion gameplay can be heartbreaking. So one of the one of the more recent gameplays I had, uh, I was on the seventh world, I think, and you know it was going really well, like steamrolling. Like I had four guys that would be invading, all of them were Super maxed strong. out for their combat. And then there's different like um, there can be different environmental hazards. Like if you're in a nebula, there's ion storms, so your power goes down, right? Or you're by a sun, and just like sporadic. Uh, fires will break out in your hall, and then there's uh, meteor storms. So like every so often, a meteor will go towards your ship, and you know, you know either hit your shields or your hull, or your or you'll dodge it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this particular fight, I think it was in uh, in like by a sun, by a solar flare. So occasionally fires would hit me, and I had just finished clearing out the enemy ship, and there was like the warning, like solar flare imminent, watch out. So I got all my guys that had just killed the enemy ship, but I got them in one room, hit the teleport button to get them back, and then bugged out, like, immediately. And apparently I hadn't waited until they were, like, all fully on my ship. So the game didn't... Re- like, basically what happened was I teleported without my crew members on my ship, so they all died. And I lost all four of my invaders, and then they just killed the run. Like, I was doing golden, and basically because I, I just jumped, like, a half second earlier, I lost mm-hmm. that, that like, everything that made that run viable. And that, I can, I, like, that can happen more often yeah. with invading, because the crew members are much more, um, 
I, squishier than the ship. I don't know if it's if that's true where um, that happens more with invading. I think that happens with any game. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the the one thing that's like soul crushing about this game that really bugs me. And maybe it's just like this is part of roguelikes in general. Um, but a run can turn super fast. Yes. A run can go from being the best ever. Like I've had numerous runs where I'm on like let's say fourth or fifth galaxy you know like more than halfway through i'm like i'm booking i got got enough fuel mm-hmm. got a ton of scrap right like, i got good weapon systems i have a solid crew i like got on a good run you're kind of like like on you three feel to six you're kind of like really hitting your stride right right you're really feeling it yep and then out of nowhere like like you were saying like a solar flare could happen like one of those random event tiles could right. really Fuck you. There's a lot of ships that just, like, ha- like a lot of things that can hard counter a game style, too. Right, exactly. And then you don't know if you're ever going to run into that, so mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, well, fuck. Like, I had a game where I had two combat droids, um, two level one combat, combat droids, like, 17 droid parts. Like, I had so many. And, like, one of my upgrades was you recover them at the end of a engagement. So it's like, mm. I'm, I'm never going to run out of these things. It's perfect. Yeah. So I got droids for days. I have a flat cannon level two. Hey. So, so like, I'm legitimately knocking down ships faster than they can come up, it seems like. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable how fast I can get through people. Uh, I had a solid crew. They all had their individual roles that I had for the entire game. So they were really, really high stats-wise. And then... I had to go into a Nebula Galaxy that has all uh, these random status effects. Okay, which I, happens I, more often in like Nebula Galaxies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because each node kind of like has its own sort of like theme. Like either it's friendly like, or friendly, hostile, hostile or, because of like this different race or hostile because of that different race. And right, one can be a completely Nebula based, and that pretty much just yes. You have stat like every encounter has a status effect. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's it's a status effect on everything. Um, so like I said, totally crushing it. Have to be in the Nebula Galaxy. Solar Flare happens. In mm. uh, the ship that, like, it's late enough in the game where you're fighting against harder ships. And this one had, like, double shields. And it happened to have, like, defensive droid counters, like, yeah. equipped. So every time I send out droids, it fucking takes them out. Right. It's double shield, so that flat cannon's not always getting all the way through. And solar flares happen, so you have to deal with fires. So it's one of these things where there's a lot of plates to spin a lot of like a lot of balls to juggle mm-hmm. and like i was saying before i don't pause a lot so like trying to move <laughs> things around and like i would pause when it got like really crazy mm-hmm. but like i tried to not abuse it so i'm trying to move people around like at live pace you know because of the story man it's all about the story it's got to be more realistic dude this cowboy bebop does not pause no fuck no man you think spike spiegel whatever pause no (laughs) but like but yeah like a good run Mm -hmm. just got squashed because of a shitty status element and then this one ship just so happened to have my hard counter right you know and like that's it. Like, I just wasted 20 minutes. Like, they're, they're, I just wasted it because you decided to kick my ass. Yeah. And that's the frustrating thing about this game. Like, I would still recommend it, I think. You I'm think? Pretty sh- I, I you seem w- pretty hesitant about that. Yeah, because... We haven't even hard. gotten to my biggest gripe. What's that? It's so, okay. One of the things I love about this game is the diversity of play styles you can have. Like, invasion, drones... Right, right, like right, right. Standard, you're getting stuff like that. But... Pretty much unless you're doing the standard combat, which, you know, kind of, like, in tandem, raise your shields, like, engine your weapons, so you're, like, like, yeah, it's, like, difficult to describe, but, like, unless you're going kind of, like, the vanilla path that is prescribed and, like, made easiest by the, like, the starting, the starting engine setup, you're, you're, you're screwed for the final boss. So, like, the final boss... Is it's a three-part, yeah. Um, basically, like very strong ship. There's, it's strongest shields. There's a million um, 
areas where crew yes. members could be, which like that's something that we didn't really talk about. Is that like the ships are are made in like squares and like you were saying with little tiles in there. Yeah. But the bigger the ship, the more area, so the more space crew members can be at, and mm-hmm. the more systems that are at play. Right. So like this final boss can cloak. It has max shields and it has like six weapon bays. So you can't... they're separate. And they're all yes, exactly. They're all separate squares. Right. So you cannot disable their weapons completely. Like normally I would invade and I'd like, you know, shut down the weapon system first and yep. then like go out and like start disabling everything one by one. But since you literally can't get to the different weapon systems You can only get to one at a time. Right. You can't disable their weapon and this guy the final boss has probably like the most OP broken yeah. weapon, which is it fires three missiles in a burst, which go all the way through your shield. Yeah. Like, your shield does nothing to him unless you... And, like, even when you have, like, outstanding evasion, which it would be about 50%, you're still getting hit with one or two missiles exactly. each time. It's, it's and still there's a coin flip. It's a it. coin flip And that's time. only the first part of it. And yeah. each one gets subsequently, like, more and more difficult. Wait, there's three stages? There's three stages to the boss. <laughs> I didn't even get past the first one! <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's... Yeah, the boss is really hard. And, like... I'm okay with the boss being hard, but if you were able to beat it, like, I can't beat it with Invasion style because oh. I can't get to the weapon system, and I'm like, even if I turtle up as much as I can, I'm gonna take hits, Yeah, and there's nothing I can do about it. So it's not like Dark Souls, where, like, Dark Souls is, like, an unforgiving game, right? right. Like, it's really, really hard. But you can beat it in so many different ways. It gets possible yeah. to do that. And if you get killed by a boss, it's like, oh, well, shit. Well, I can get back there in, like, five minutes. So, and, like, I bet that it is... That doesn't happen with FTL. Like, I bet there's <laughs> fucking YouTubers out there right now that have, like, crazy strats. To, oh, like, yeah. I was watching some YouTube yeah, videos it's about, for, like, high-level strats. And it's like, but I don't want a high-level strat for this game. This, like, this game, to me, like, you can get on iPads and, like, tablets. Yep. And it... I bet it's really fun on that device, but, like, the nature of that device is, like, kind of, like, I don't want it to be the hardest game in the world. Like, I really mm-hmm. don't want it to be very difficult. Like, I want I to mean, be able I'm to be a... successful in it. And, like, I feel yeah. I feel like you have to spend a lot of time and a lot of effort to be, like, awesome at this game. Yeah, You know? Like, I... Like, yeah, you're like, you, I, you've heard how much time I've put into this, and yeah. I'm not awesome at it. I have beaten one normal playthrough. Yeah. That's that, crazy. And it's like... Also, I wouldn't be as annoyed by the final boss if it wasn't so... Like, such a power spike. Yeah, what you're normally it is. Facing. It, it, it's exactly that. It's a total fucking power spike. Yeah, because, like, like, I remember when I first got to the boss, like, okay, boss level. Like, I'm, like, I'm on a good playthrough. I'm doing well. Let's, like, let's crush it. Then I get annihilated by the boss and i remember the first time you got to the boss same thing you texted yeah. me uh, yeah dude that's <laughs> right i have that is so hard okay what is my note <laughs> on this you just found out about five minutes ago that the boss this has n- two <laughs> other stages to it so fuck that this is the note i wrote down <laughs> um <laughs> i remember I, I wrote i wrote this down instantly after the final boss happened i have star all caps, wow, that final boss, <laughs> underlined exclamation point. Like, yeah, Jesus. It's, like, so hard. And, like, that's what kills it for me. Yeah, I would still... I, I st- <laughs> yeah, yeah, more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I would... It would be 100% recommend Yeah. if it wasn't... If it, it was hard enough to make it all the way to the end. Like, for me, like... Oh, yeah. Like, it's hard enough just to be able to get to the final boss. Like, I've limped into the final boss numerous times. Like, I know there's outposts you can go to that will give you, like, all the supplies, full everything. Right. But, like, you're working with a limited time frame to get to the boss. Because, remember, that thing moves around. Yep, Yep. Like, it doesn't stay in one place. So, like, it makes it really, really tough to go in there prepared. Like, I've gone... I had to get to the final boss to, like, stop the game from being over, like, from that. Right. Like, if you don't go to the right system at the right time, it's just automatic game over. Yeah. In the the final world where the boss is. Yeah. Like, you don't even get a chance at him. Yep. And it's like, okay, I have all this scrap. I need to make it to a store. Maybe I can buy that one more component that will make this possible. Like, make this run happen. (laughs) And, like, it's never worked out like that for me. Like, it's... I've made it to the final boss like maybe five times. Mm-hmm. I only faced off against it for more than two or three minutes 
one time, and I played him for like, I don't know, ten minutes or so, and I was doing okay. Yeah. Like, I was, I was close enough to think mm-hmm. that like, okay, this is possible. And then, like you were saying, the the three missile burst. Yeah, it's it's the that's yeah, it can killer. it can turn your game so fast. Like if that's hit your west, if, if that hits your we, uh, weapon systems, mm-hmm. if it hits your oxygen, if it hits like any core system. You're fucked. Like if it hits my right. drones, drones. So I mean, what? it's, like, it's, but it's like, like fine. Like you're like normally at that point, like your systems can take a hit, and you can still like right. be fine for a little bit. But with just how relentless of a fight that is, yeah, it's yeah, that it's, it's shitty. That's my biggest concern. And like in like I was saying before, the skill that it takes just to get to that point, mm-hmm. and then to get like bitch slapped by the boss, <laughs> and then like it. It changes the way you think about the game too, to a certain extent, because you know what's at the end now. You know right. what you know what you're preparing for. Exactly. It doesn't allow me to play it in a way where you can just make weird decisions and do random stuff. Like there's so many times that I chose to send a crew member into another ship, knowing that man, this has happened seventy five percent of the time <laughs> that that motherfucker doesn't come back, he's dead, or maybe a fight happens, and like. The whole time you're thinking, like, if I lose anything right now, I can't take on the final boss. Yes. It doesn't yeah. allow you to make mistakes. It's like a, it's a, it's a positive and negative in that way. Positive in that, like, it's good. Like, it, having that, like, overwhelming, like, presence of dread does yeah. give you kind of, like, an extra incentive to, like, do it well. But also right. stifles any creativity. Like, one, there's one kind of play style I kind of like, which I think the only ship that can do, so sort of, sort of like, this glass cannon type thing is okay. the stealth. The stealth ship. Okay. So the way the stealth mechanic works is um, basically for a, a small amount of time, you're untargetable by the enemy ship, but your weapons are still charging. So what you do is if you're lucky enough to get the um, this one perk, which basically like you jump in and as soon as the engagement starts, your all your weapons are charged. Oh, what? So if you get lucky, if That's you get dope. that, so basically like you start, you get like really powerful weapons so you jump into a fight, like fire a salvo, cloak, take time for your weapons to recharge while they can't get you, right. then pop back out, and then fire Shoot. another salvo. Like, you can get, like, kind of a cool glass cannon build there. That's kind of dope, yeah. But, again, like, you, like, there, uh, there's, like... How often n- does that happen? Right, like, there's no reason to, like, like, you can get to the end of World 7 with that build, and if you're lucky enough to get to that point, then you could basically just end the game there, because... You can't beat the final boss that way because the final the boss, boss doesn't allow you can you. only yeah because you're not gonna be able to burst it down. I mean, even if you do do a sizable amount of damage, the, its burst damage is just so outrageous. And and the final boss has cloaking too. Yes, exactly. It's fucking cloaking too, so you can't jump in and hit him automatically. You mm-hmm. have to wait till he fires. Yes, like it fucking sucks. Yeah, cloaking breaks that game. So cloaking completely fucks that game. It's stuff, it's yeah. cool. It's a really cool idea. And it's it makes sense because it's a space game. Like you should mm-hmm. have that shit. But yeah. But man, the it's final broken. boss just stifles any kind of creativity you can have in a final build. Like you can start with a certain kind of way. Like early game uses glass cannon stealth build. Early mm-hmm. game uses the invasion build. But every like every time you get spare money, you need to be working towards going towards like the standard yeah heavy shield yeah. good evasion and heavy weapon build. And that's just like necessitated by the nature of the final boss, which. Is tragic in a way. Yeah, and, and just like we were saying before, like, I don't have, like, I'm sure there's people on the internet that have done all of these builds and made it work. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Dude, it's the, like, all the YouTube commenters, yeah, get like, good. Fuck, yeah, get good, get wrecked, <laughs> GG. Like, these, guys, these guys just don't like the game because they suck so much. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. Like, I've played the game a lot. I've played games for a very long time. It's like, I know, and I could get that good, but the... Could the you? investment... I bet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, but like the time investment of getting that good at this game is not worth it. Mm-hmm. I would rather spend that time playing HOTS and right. getting better at that game or getting better at like Smash Brothers or playing a brand new video game. Like I don't know. Like That game, did. I didn't pick it up instantly. It took a lot for me to get as good as I am and I suck at the game. I haven't even beat it. Like... <laughs> It's not worth it. Fuck that. Oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> so bad at video games. Um, but like, if if I had to give it, how many haze? Yeah. Uh, how uh, many? Let's go. Let's go, Tony. What do you? What's your rating for this game? <laughs> how, how many? All right. Let me think about this for a second. How many haze out of a 
a nebula. How many? <laughs> now, how many haze? How many? You're just going to get more arbitrary as the series goes on, right? Oh, 100%. So I'm trying to figure one out. Like, four, wait, four haze out of a. What was the mantis people called? No. The mantis? Okay. It's easy enough. <laughs> Shit. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> four. Nope. Uh. Oh. Hey, I like that game. Hey, okay. Yeah. I Okay, so like, I don't recommend it. You don't, don't recommend it? I don't it. recommend you it. You don't. I enjoyed the shit out of it, but I don't think it's for everybody. I think this is the best $15 you can spend on a game. <laughs> or however much it costs. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. I, I, Just make I, it on a Steam sale. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, get it, give it cheap. Right. This is, uh, I think it's a phenomenal game. It's amazingly deep. Like, as much as I whine about the final boss being very tough, which it is, I think that it's still, like, a... It's a really fun game. I really like it. I'll give it, uh... uh Five out of ten. I'll give it, uh... <laughs> nine, uh... Dead Mantis crew members out of ten. That's a, that's a good amount. <laughs> yep, yep. I, yeah, I can't even think of anything for this game. It was really easy on the first one. Four hay or it was like a bunch of haze out of a pack of wolves. Like, <laughs> Anyways, um, I have no idea how to wrap this up. I don't really know either. Um, <laughs> so Tony, hi. What's uh, what's what's gonna be on the next episode of Hey? Ooh, I like next that game. episode of Hey, I like that game. I think we're gonna play Donkey Konga. Donkey no, Konga. No, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. We're gonna play Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. We gotta play that game. Donkey it's... Kong Jungle Beat. <laughs> Wait, I mean, what would be better though? Like, is there anything better? I don't. For those of you playing playing along at home with the games that we're playing, <laughs> good uh, luck. Good luck finding the Congas. Uh, Tony, got, Tony, for them. some reason has two. <laughs> I think I'm the only person on the planet that went all in on the Nintendo Bongo controller. Everybody else was getting the Guitar Hero they, shit. They, you only... got the Donkey Kong. They made, they made three games. That was it. I bought two controllers for three games. But now everybody's throwing out their old Guitar Hero guitars. You're sitting here with two I bongo did. drums I threw out all my couch. <laughs> Look who's laughing now. I bet. I wonder if you could play Guitar Hero with those bongos. That'd be sweet. Like, I wonder what other games I could play with those with that controller. Like, probably not a lot. We'll talk about that next, next time. Next time on Hey, I, I like, like that, that game. game. <laughs> You can really move fucking Sonic. Sonic. He's got fucking attitude in mm. the motherfucking Sonic. <laughs> He's I don't, the fastest thing alive. I don't remember it quite being that vulgar. Like the, I think there was only one motherfucker. Motherf <laughs> Sonic. He can fuck a chick. <laughs> Sonic. He's got hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs>